0: Robbins and welcome to the next episode in the Positive Partnerships podcast series where we bring you real life stories from around Australia about life on the autism spectrum by those that know best. In this episode, we travel to Adelaide in South Australia where we meet a dad. Ian Ward is a proud father of four children and three of his kids are on the autism spectrum so it has become a huge part of his life. He has spent a lot of time promoting awareness and understanding of autism and is a volunteer in an organisation called Aspolutely Autism, which helps families through their autism journey. Ian is also passionate about raising awareness of men's mental health, so please sit back and enjoy Ian's story.
1: I've got uh, four children. Uh, Our eldest one is uh, Tamika, and she's 36. Tamika has now found a way in life, and she's... uh, come a nurse, Um, so she's she's working at James Nash House, so she's quite enjoying that. We have Madison, who's just turned 16 in December, Maybe got it wrong because her birthday's on the 14th, I was going to say 14, so yeah, Madison's just starting year 11 high school, Um, very much into music and stuff like that, so that's really helped her along. and then I've got twins, we have Dylan and Georgia, so Dylan's 13, Georgia must be 13 as well and they're just starting um, high school this year, so it's a really big year for us. Like a lot of parents, we knew nothing about autism, so that um, took us a while to pick up on things. Where the first things looking back in time that we noticed was lack of speech. Um, The daycare just kept saying, oh, it's only because she's of little kids that she's not talking very much. Uh, As we found out later on, that wasn't quite the case. Um, but we actually probably picked it up as she, when she first started school, um, complaining of um, not being able to concentrate at school because of noises and stuff, and when we spoke with the teacher, we said to Madison, what's the problem? She goes, oh, I, all the lights buzz, and I can hear them all the time, and um, when the kids are writing on the paper, I can hear them scribbling, and you know, we're sitting there sort of like going, well, we can't hear the lights buzzing, and... They sort of rolled on from there and, as we found out, hide the sense of hearing and, uh, yeah, just rolled on from there. So probably from uh, late into grade one. So uh, it, it took it took us a little while to catch on and it took us a little while to actually try and do any sort of research to work out what was going on and then head forward from there. So, yeah, you know, you're going, going back 10 years and... Um, Doctors weren't really pushing people down that avenue to, you know, look into whether maybe this could be the cause, yeah, whether autism could be the cause of the problems she was having. So that's where it all started with, with Madison. So went to a good GP um, and they gave us a referral and we went to um, one of the local practices here and uh, did some tests and stuff. And I walked in and sat down and the psychologist said to me, how long have you been on the spectrum? And I went, I'm not on the spectrum. And officially I'm not, but <laughs> everyone says I am. Um, so, yeah, so we, we took Madison to see this lady and uh, she went, yeah, we we think this is, in those days, Asperger's, you know, going down that track. And after the second meeting, the lady basically leaned across the table and shook Madison's hand and said, welcome to the world of Asperger's. <laughs> so, and Madison thought that was cool because now she she had a a reason to why she had these things. And she had a lot of the typical stuff, you know, very much about having stuff in lines and um, routine is a massive, massive thing with a, you know, like we'd go to school and if we had to take a detour, it was saying, oh, this isn't right. Um, So, yeah, we had a lot of the typical things, but then we had those those hidden ones, especially sound, Um, yeah. The sensitivity to noise was a big one for Madison. Yes, it took, took us probably two years before we got the two diagnoses and everyone was happy to say, yes, that's what it was. So it was a bit of a relief. It was, I guess, like a lot of people, it was a bit of a kick in the guts too when you first find out that, you know, your, your child has autism and, um, yeah, it took us a little while to come to terms with it and I'm not sure that, you know, it might have taken Mum a little bit longer than Dad. Dad sort of just grabbed hold of it, moved with it and, yeah. As I've been told, but I like to think about it differently. So, yeah, so we moved move forward with it. Through Autism SA, we, uh, here in Adelaide, you know, we worked with them. Um, they helped us find some stuff for her to uh, work with through the psychologists. Uh, the school was really good at that time helping us with issues. Um, we ended up moving schools. Originally, Madison was in a semi private school. Because um, we thought it was all because she was a naughty girl, you know. So we thought we'd put in a semi private school and a good Catholic school, sort her out. But um, as it turned out, that wasn't the right thing. So we ended up moving her basically just into a uh, public school out, out where we live. And um, they worked with her and um, tried to cater for her needs the best they could. And yeah, through her schooling, the primary school there, she. Uh, was looked after quite well. She did. She did very well. Yeah, yeah. Three years later, the twins came about, um, and so we, we never we never really picked up on the fact that maybe they had the same showing the same symptoms and issues as what Madison did. Um, both the twins were ten weeks prim, so um, so basically. You know, if you're a dad like me, you can't get your head around weight. So if you grab two mil cartons of iced coffee and take a really big mouthful out of one, that's how much Georgia weighed. And if you stack them on top of each other, that's about how long she was. So that's how I explained it to all the guys at work, how, how big Georgia was. You know, she was tiny. Um, and Dylan wasn't all that much bigger. I think he was just two cartons of iced coffee from memory. Um, so, but, yeah, that, that kind of travelled forward pretty well considering the issues they had when they were born. Um, and I guess where we probably first started noticing it once again was those telltale signs of not talking and running around on tippy-toes and alarm bells started to ring, or well, maybe warning bells, not alarm bells, because we've already been there once. Um, so it took us a long time to actually convince our new GP that we need, especially Georgia, to have got her assessed. And they go, no, 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 you've got one on the spectrum, the Lockheed eleven two, two, no, 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 no. And um, guess what? we got three. <laughs> so we are lucky now. We found a GP who's absolutely fantastic. But, yeah, for a long time, yeah, we, we were educating the GPs about what it was and even to the fact that we, we were being asked by the school to go and talk to the teachers about what we knew. And even now in the high school, they've actually asked us to become part of the team, the team, NEP team um, to help talk to other parents and that, um, who are going through similar issues, which is yeah, really cool because that's what I'm kind of like all about is yeah, getting that knowledge out there. So, yeah, it took us a little while to convince them. Um, eventually we, we got Georgia over the line, uh, George, George is a, a real, real ball of mischief. Um, she has a heightened sense of hearing, heightened sense of smell, heightened sense of touch, um, and like she's thirteen now, she was. We got her over the line at age eight. It took us, you know, probably six years to get him over the line. Yeah, but we're getting there. And then when we came to get Dylan over the line, everyone went, ah, "There's no way in the world you're gonna have a third one." And no, no, it's, he's a boy. No, he's just copying. Yeah, you know, so they gave us all the normal things, and so eventually we got got into the children's hospital to see their, their um, section up there to try and you know help us, you know, once and for all determine whether he is or he he isn't in the spectrum. And they were um in an hour, and we said, well, what normal kid sits down, and listens to the dull tone of the telephone for two, three, four hours at a time? basically they just signed the bottom of the paper there and went, "Yep, yeah, okay." And they never heard of that one. So, yeah, that was the one that really pushed. With Dylan, was he, he would just sit there and listen to the whole time on the phone. Yeah, he, he's got a, he's got a real handful. He's Paul, King, he's left handed, he's got dyslexia, <laughs> he's got autism, <laughs> and he's short. <laughs> so he's got he's got everything going against him at the moment. But he's, where
0: does the short come from? Not from his dad. No,
1: nah, from mum, <laughs> mum, from mum the duck. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah but he's getting a little bit taller I think he knew high school was coming so he started growing over Christmas They definitely have that twin bond Um, I think they've got the typical sibling connection that one minute they're best of friends next minute uh, they're best of enemies Mm -hmm. Um, because Dylan uh, is the first twin um, and he's he's almost the same height as his sister now but uh, yeah he's always there to back her up and because uh, he knows the kids really pick on her at school and um, the kids know that they just have to keep pushing the buttons and Georgia will become their afternoon entertainment. So, But, yeah, so he, he backs her up all the way and, yeah, it's good. And, and there are other times when Georgia backs Dylan up. Yeah, Georgia is very much Dylan's protector and Dylan is very much hers. So, yeah, you know, I, I I wrote an article for a magazine a little while ago and I, you know, I was putting in there from the dad's point of view that, you know, how we feel as well. But the big thing I put in there is that how much we appreciate, us blokes appreciate what our partners and our wives do for our kids. And yeah, you know, we come home, tea's on the table and all that kind of stuff, you know, good old nice solid brick house with four kids and a dog and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, during the day, you know, Rhonda's out there running kids around to appointments Getting the good news and the bad news, you know, t- taking the verbal verbal abuse if it comes, or, or what, you know. So, yeah, it's a, it's a tough gig. Um, she, she's coping all right. She she has her bad days like everyone, but um, you know, she, she's hanging in there. She's coping. You know, those days where you see a little ray of light and something happens good, you know, just kind of wipes the last couple of days away. So yeah, um, yeah. All I can do is support her the best I can, and you know, she needs that little cry on the shoulder to let her have it, and yeah, give her, give her that, yeah, shopping time or whatever she needs. Uh, whatever the therapy she needs to keep going, but yeah, it's it's been tough, and um, yeah, some days when you think, you know, what 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 can we do? You know, what's the answer or whatever? You know, we we both play those really really tough days, so yeah, but yeah, heads off to the mums and partners out there as well that you know do do all that sort of stuff. When Madison started at the semi-private school, didn't fit the mold. That's why we moved her. And talking quite with some of the teachers, they even suggested that that Madison was not going to fit into the mold of the school. The best thing we could actually do was to move her. So like I say, yeah, you know, we moved her into a public school um, and they did, you know, we, we had regular meetings with them they set up the the uh, NEP, or the Negotiated Education Plan. Um, yeah, they, they put um, help in place for Madison and picked on what she really needed. Uh, they also did the same with the twins, although it took a little bit longer because it took a bit more to get get before they were um, diagnosed. Um, then, unfortunately, we had a change of principles and although on the surface it looked the same, once you started digging away those top couple of layers, it was changing. Um, and it very much went from if you were in mainstream school with autism, you weren't getting the same supports if you were in the special classes. Uh, and we had many, many a meeting, not only with the school and the principals, but with decks involved and all these sorts of things. And what we found is that unless you really go in and become that real squeaky wheel and, you know, make them almost scared of you, they don't do a lot. There's some fantastic schools out there which go absolutely out of their way to help. And, you know, hats off to them and I just hope they keep doing it and getting better at it. Um, But, yeah, if if you need to, yeah, you, you just need to yell really loud to... Make them do stuff and uh, if, if you are not getting the answers that you want, don't don't be afraid to ring up the education department and talk to them because they will help you. There are some good allies in the SA education department who are very much involved with autism. So, um, yeah, we've, we've got some good, good support in there. But on the flip side, the high school um, have been really, really good for Madison. They've really supported her well. Um, and with the twins going into, I say, starting high school this year, we've had a number of meetings with the special education unit there, and the the stuff that they're putting in place, they, they already had stuff on the table that we hadn't even suggested to them. So you know, they they were really on the ball. And for as much as with uh, Georgia wants to be a um, a forensic scientist. I'll keep helping her as much as she can, um, try and get her towards her goal. And the school said, oh, well, we actually have in year 11 a one semester of forensic science. So what they're going to do is um, one day a week for one lesson, George is actually going to go with a buddy or whatever into that class and uh, she's going to do forensic science one lesson a week. So, you know, these are the sorts of things, you know, and they asked what they did outside of school that they could try and bring into the school to keep them motivated and stuff like that. So if we go go back um, about seven years now, I I met a um, a lady via the uh, Messenger newspaper. Uh, Her name's Kobe. Most of Adelaide know Kobe. And... um, she was running a couple of camps in Adelaide through an organisation called Camp Autism out of Queensland. And through a newspaper article, I got involved with Kobe running a couple of camps and we decided we wanted to put a lot more into these camps than what the other organisation wanted. So we um, parted company with them and created our own organisation and uh, it's... uh, come along in leaps and bounds. It's called Aspolutely Awesome. It's pretty well known around around Adelaide now. Uh, We have over 600 registered families. Um, We're running five and a half years now. We do numerous different things. So we still do the camps. We do, like, Lego clubs. We do homeschooling clubs. Uh, You know, we just have... um, Pool day out at uh, Waterworld. We're about to run our annual wet and wild weekend up the river, um, which is really good. Um, So there's lots of things in there. One one of the things I developed while I was in there was um, a weekend away just for dads and lads. And the reason I did that is dad's mental health to me is really, really important. Um, I've been there. I've been down in Really, really deep black holes, thinking of doing really, really stupid things. Um, and I knew we had to do something. So, there's everywhere you go, yeah, you know, there's something for mum to do, and this is for mum to do, and that. Um, and there's not the same things for dads. So I said, right, let's do dads and lads. So, we take away a small group, we only take away about 12 dads, and up to three kids in each family. And basically we go away, leave Friday night, come home Sunday. And at that time, it's just the boys' weekend away. We, you know, the dads have a few sherbets and they talk and they start talking about football and then they end up talking about the issues that they're dealing with at home and they find out that they're not doing it alone. We've all got doing the same thing. Um... You know, so it's really good for dads that way. And they, they create they create a really good network and they have. So um, unfortunately last year we missed because I wasn't well. So we're about to run one in March, April this year. Um, but see so, yeah, so the kids do stuff like, you know, I want to say kids, we go from about six to 18, uh, maybe a little bit older, just sort of depending. But they, they do anything from like, you know, the good old scout does make, making a kite out of bamboo and a bit of paper to building billy carts and racing down hills. Um, we do the bonfires. Usually we try and do it on Father's Day weekend. Makes it a little bit more special. On the Saturday night, the boys prepare, cook and serve the meal. So usually we have a dad comes along who is a chef or has cooking background and they will prepare the meal and serve it to dad and then sit down and we will have 10 then. Sunday morning, um, <clears> the <throat> awesome supplies, uh, a coffee cup with the uh, Autism Dads Rock logo on it, and they all give Dad a, a coffee cup. And uh, So, you know, there's all, all this stuff, and the kids bond as well. And we normally get three or four new dads every time. So, yeah, it, it's good, and like I say, it helps the dads get that bond together, understand they're not doing it alone, and and then try and push and keep doing stuff out, outside of the organisation. So, yeah, it's a it's good, good project. And I was actually really lucky. I got to speak at APAC um, in 2015 and um, I spoke about Absolutely Awesome and from there I got to talk to a lot of other people from other states who chased me down. You know, I went there as Ian Ward, you know, I am who I am, you know. Sometimes I'll add a few to too many choice words and stuff like that, but that just happens. And, yeah, but I had people from all over, like, even in the airport when I was leaving, I had people come up to me and say, oh, man, your talk was so good. And I'm going, man, I'm just a guy from Adelaide who came and talked, you know. So, but, uh, yeah, it went down really well. And the amount of people who were really interested but had no idea how to start these things. And, um, yeah, it, it'd be cool to have stuff like this happen all over the place. It's, you know, we hear all too often that, you know, of a dad who's taken their life or something like that because they see that as the only option, the only way out. And, you know, I, I was at that point and my my grandpa used to say to me, lad, never borrow short-term, I'd never borrow long-term for a short-term solution. And, of course, he was talking about money through business. And one particular day when I was feeling really, 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 really crap, um, it just came into my mind what he'd said, and I took it in the thing of, you know, don't do anything stupid because, yeah, that's your long-term solution, and it's not going to fix anything in the short term. So, yeah, it's really important that, yeah, you know, there's somewhere for dads to go and talk, um, and, you know, where they can talk freely, which is what, you know, the Autism Dads Rock Facebook page is about. It's, you know, there's people from all over the world on there, and it's About just being able to talk, and like I say to people, you know, if you want to talk about the graphic snappy accord on the weekend, that's fine. You know, you want to talk about the the hot Roger build, that's fine. If you've got a problem and you want to talk about it, that's fine as well. So it's like a big bloke shed, and um, you know, it's just about talking crap, I guess, and just you know, it but it's there if you need help as well. So, um and that's that's moving forward as well. So it's just, yeah, totally, I guess my direction now is about promoting dad's mental health. And, um, you know, like I wrote in my little article to the to the mums was that, you know, we all really appreciate what they're doing and all the rest of it. But, you know, we still have that same thing in the morning when we go to work and, you know, the kids are playing up and you can see it in mum's eyes and all the rest of it and you walk out the door and you go, you know, you almost got a tear in your eye. Oh, God, Christ, you know, I'm walking out of the door. I'm going to work, yeah, I'm going to have a crap day at work, but I don't have to put up with this. And I guess for some dads, that's cool. I'm out of here. I don't have to do it. For me, it didn't quite work like that. You know, and that same thing, you know, you come home at night and mum would meet you at the door and you can just see it in her face that you know, something's gone wrong or, or whatever sort of thing. You know, and you, you feel, well, no, I know I seem to do, I feel really guilty at times, you know, walking out that door and, you know, leaving, leaving that mess to clean up or... You know, one of the kids wants me to take them to an appointment and I can't because I'm doing quality audits or something like this. I just can't take the time off work. Um, and, you know, I need to make it important to the mums that, yes, we understand what you do and, yes, you think you're doing it all on your own but you're not. And um, you also hear of a lot of stories where, you know, dad or the boyfriend or whatever's packed his bags and walked out the door and blamed the autism and, you know, it's your kids, I can't deal with all the rest of it. And I basically said, you know, it's the biggest load of cods out because whether there was autism or not, you are going to walk out that door, so don't blame your kids for your issues. Um, you know, they've got enough problems to deal with as it is without having to think about it was my fault dad left. Um, you know, so it's just trying to help be there so you, know, you can talk to people and work around those things and, you know, if you can stop one one guy from walking out on the family, you, you know you've done something done something really good. So, um, yeah, and like I say, you know the, the old Facebook page is always there. It is a blokes only page. We had a few females in get in there, but we got rid of them. So, when we first started, it, we, we did open it up to the mums as well because the mums are the ones that were pulling the dads in. But then I drew the line in the sand and said, thanks, Mum, thanks very much, but you're all getting kicked out now. Bye. And I evicted them all from the page, and they were all very good about it. Um, So, but, yeah, I guess my direction now for as much as still keeping a close eye on, you know, Asperity Awesome is to now try and help look after Dad's mental health and, uh, yeah. And that's not only, I guess, the mental health side, it's also your physical health, you know, take, take a bit of time and, going. Yeah, go and, you, know, you might feel selfish, but you need to do a little bit for yourself. Take your own couple of hours out and go for a drive or a ride, or go and play golf. But uh, don't make that your life. Um, yeah, because your kids and your your partner definitely need your support as well, and you need their support. So, um, but yeah, look, we we've got numerous different people coming in, um, especially in in the Facebook page. We we've got like say, we've got people from all over the world and. Which brings all the different cultures in. Um, we we um, have, and we're starting to get some um, Asian and Aboriginal families coming to absolutely awesome into our events, which is fantastic. Um, so it's just something we just got to slowly chip away at. And um, you know, I certainly understand in some of the other countries, it's a lot bigger stigma to you know have a, a child on spectrum than what it is here. Um, Unfortunately, I think that's with a lot of dads. They don't want anyone to know. It doesn't make your life any different. Well, it does, but it doesn't. <laughs> it changes a few things, but, you know, it's, it's, you're still the same person as what you were 10 minutes ago. So And so, so is your, your son or your daughter. You know, they're still the same person they were before you told someone. And I guess to get dads more involved in the community stuff, um, as far as the kids family home. We want to travel more. Um, kids like camping. Um, so, you know, we want to do a bit bit more of that. Continue to support Madison in her music. She's becoming really well known around um, the music circles. She plays the guitar. Um, to, she goes to lessons and she's getting better. So we just bought her a nice new guitar for Christmas and so she was over the moon. Nana bought her the case. We bought her the guitar. So yeah, so she's she's pretty happy. She, you know, she she wants to write music and stuff like that. So yeah, we'll support her along that. Um, and we'll we'll see where that goes from there. Um, Dylan, I think he's just trying to find somewhere to direct his energies. Um, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be very hands on. He wants to be a pirate technician. Um, I can see him going right down that line really well, but um, he also has a huge interest in restoration. So, um, you know, for his birthday, we said, "What do you want for your birthday, mate? Sandblasting cabinet." Seriously, do you want Lego or something? No, nah. I want a sandblasting cabinet. So we went, "What sandblasting cabinet?" He got some money left over. What do you want? Go to the toy shop? No, nah, I want a spray gun. Seriously. Yep, on a spray gun. So that gives you an idea where he's thinking is. Georgia, as we said, she wants to be a forensic scientist. Um, We'll support her endeavour if she got the smarts to get there. I think she has, but whether she can apply them will be the other issue. But she's also become an accomplished cyclist. Um, She races here in South Australia what's uh, the old Tribune Skid Kids, so Cycle Speedway. So it's basically... um, 100-metre dirt track, oval dirt track, um, on a bike, no brakes, no gears, freewheeling. so if you stop pedaling, you keep rolling. Um, She's done really good. This year she finished uh, top in her grade in the club. Last year she finished third in the club. She finished third in the state championships last year, and she finished fourth this year at state championships in under-13s. Um, she has been invited to train with the under sixteen girls world group, which are racing here in Australia in October. Um, whether she'll make it through, I'm not sure, but you know she's been invited to train with them, so yeah, you know, we'll, we'll support her in that as well. So, um, yeah, so there's lots of stuff they want to do, and of course the big kid will just, yeah, when she needs a new spare tire for the car, Dad will pay for it. You know, or when the hot water breaks, Dad will go and fix it. You know, so, um, yeah, there's lots to do. And, of course, Rhonda, I just support her in whatever way she needs to be supported. So, yeah, the, the whole family, we stick together the best we can.
0: That brings us to the end of this episode in the Positive Partnerships podcast series. In our next episode, we will meet Tanya Walfit, a working mum from Ocean Shores. Tanya has four children and within a period of 18 months, three of them were diagnosed on the autism spectrum. I've educated myself as much as possible. Um, I think that being educated is really important and has been really important in my journey because now I'm providing that information to other families. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to check out the Positive Partnerships website for more resources, upcoming workshops and information about supporting young students on the autism spectrum.